friends, this is Morgan Snyder, and I'm at the Ransom Heart podcast studio today with Bart and Alan, and we are set to pick up on part two of a series where we are unpacking the category of self-hatred and what happens when shame and fear have a way of inviting um, just the enemy to turn anger inward and cause self-harm to body, soul, and spirit. We're diving into deep waters, but this is a very hopeful category. So we're going to go into part two here, and I think you'll enjoy it. I wanted to ask you guys, because as I was praying and thinking about this topic, I really felt the Holy Spirit say that self-hatred is not to be confused with repentance of sin. Because I think repentance of sin, if you're not in a holy place to feel and experience the grace and the love and the forgiveness of God, it can go to self-reproach pretty quick. And I think it's just important for us to point that out, that we're to repent of our sin nature. And when we discover sins, we repent of those things. But there's kind of two directions you can go with that. It can go towards self-hatred, self-reproach, or it can go the healthy direction of God saying, I'm molding your character. I am making you who your true self is meant to be. And that's how our walk with God moves us towards being more and more Christ-like in our lives. But I I think it's important to see that sometimes it's out of our admitting sin and our confession of sin, that that's a very important moment to take it to the holiness of God or the darkness of self-reproach and self-hatred can grab it and start to move it in that direction. Does that make sense for you guys? Bart, I think you're making a really important distinction, um, and I think maybe a, a way to name it is the distinction between what we do compared to who we are. Yes. Because I think the seat that self-hatred so often attacks in us is the accusation against who we are. Mm-hmm. Who we are are children of God. Yes. Who we are image right. bearers, right? right? What we do can be devastating. Yes. And it's something we need to take full responsibility for. But when we don't align with self-hatred, we land yes. with the value and the dignity of who we are. All based in God's love. Absolutely. As you were sharing that story, a memory came back. This was years ago because, you know, I've been journeying, as you guys have, for years in this category of dismantling self-hatred and restoring the seed of what God's love was intended to be in us and for us. And one of the exercises early in this journey for me was looking at myself in the mirror and reflecting back to God who I saw. So I would get in the mirror and I'd look at myself and I would say, what do I see? And for years, there was very little positive in that interaction. Right. There was, I hate that guy. Yes. There was, I'm embarrassed of that oh, guy. Oh, yes. Right? And I would literally just look in the mirror briefly and be present and ask, who do I see? And I remember the day, and I, I, I think to be honest, it was probably a seven years into this journey where I found myself, and at this point it was in an exercise class, and I looked in the mirror And here I am, not in the shape that I want to be, 
you know, now very bald. And I just looked at that guy and I had a smile and I went, I like that guy. Mm. And it shocked me because I wasn't used to it, but it was a slow and steady process over time. And I looked in the mirror and I began to accept God's acceptance of me. And it was so hopeful, almost to come home to my own body and soul. Uh And so I invite you, friends, listeners out there, Uh try on the exercise, look in the mirror and tell God and even tell yourself, who do you see and what do you think about that? Morgan, you just named the stage of standing in front of a mirror where so much self-hatred and self-reproach occurs. Yes. And as you say, it's a good place to turn that around and then give it to God. Yes. Oh, what a great, what a great point and a great picture. What's awesome about that is the antidote to self-hate isn't necessarily self-love first, but it's seeing yourself as God sees you. Yes. And so receiving that love. Yeah, it's not polar opposites of, well, if I had struggled with self-hate, I need to really love myself really well, which can become narcissistic. Yeah, conceited, becoming very conceited, yes. Right, and all about you. But to go, I want to see myself. I want God's love, Mm -hmm. and I want that to be the antidote. And I want to see myself as who he sees me as. Because when I do that, going back to both of your earlier points, it's not what I do first, it's who I am. And if I can see myself as God sees me, Mm -hmm. and God sure doesn't hate me, God loves me. He created me and I'm on a journey with him. Then that's the beginning of, I think, the dismantling and looking in the mirror allows you to see yourself through, you know, like if if people hear that and go, I would never, I don't even want to look at myself in the mirror. I mean, I've been in the hotel rooms where you get out of the shower and there's a mirror behind you and in front of you, and you're like, whoa, God, this is too away. much. You saw too much before you knew what you were seeing and never want to see it again. But I mean, so if people feel that way, the goal isn't get a big magnifying glass on yourself. It's going, God, when I look at myself, help me see me as you see me. Yes. You know, and I think that starts to change things. I wanted to ask you guys a question, which is for the people listening, what if they see self-hatred in their children happening within their children's view of themselves? Because I think we live in an age now where so many teenagers and even younger children struggle with self-mutilation, self-hatred, negative words about themselves, uh, just a sense of diminishment constantly as they compare themselves to other people. So what would your thoughts be? Let's just have a brief conversation on if we see that not only in ourselves and have to deal with that, but we start to see it in those we love, especially our children, what are some ways to help them navigate self-hatred? Oh, Alan, as you ask that question, I mean, just immediately what pops up in my mind is when you see a child moving in that direction, I just think it's... The power that we have as parents to validate our children and to let them know who they are, we have that power to let them know how much they're loved and who they are and give them their identity. So much of this self-hatred, I think, in young people are just, they're lost. They don't know who they are and they don't experience love. 
And it could be our sin of making expectations of our children that they cannot live up to. Yeah, Alan, I think it's such an important question, and it really hits me very deeply because I'm in the throes of that with young kids. And I do think that distinction between what our children do and who they are is absolutely essential to parent first and foremost the image in them, to draw it out and to partner with the voice of God and God's heart in their life, God's heart toward them, what Mm -hmm. God sees in their life. And I think with my children, one of the first missions that I take very seriously is to bring visibility, to speak words, to communicate with my affection the message of who they are and validate that. I know last night we were driving home from a late football practice, just Joshua and I, and he actually had a pretty huge accomplishment yesterday. He got chosen as one of only three freshmen to dress for varsity tonight, his first varsity football game of his life. And it was a moment where I wanted to pull the car off the road and just jump up and down and celebrate, you know. But then I remembered, oh, how much my life was hijacked by everything hinging on accomplishments Mm. and success. And I paused and I said, Joshua, that's amazing. Congratulations. You really worked hard for that. You've trained. And you know, the most beautiful thing about you is not that you were chosen for varsity, though that's a huge accomplishment. It's the young man you are becoming. You are a leader and you have a heart for the underdog on your team and the coaches see it. You lead by example, you serve your team and you have a heart that's needed on varsity. And so it's a beautiful accomplishment, but there's something deeper than your success that's most important. And it's who you are to God and who you are as a young man. Well done. I love that about hmm. you. And it was a moment to not diminish the accomplishment. Yes. It, was, it was earned, but it's not about the accomplishment first. It has to be validating the image of God in yes. the boy. Yes. And how much each of us need that in our own lives. So how did he receive that, Morgan? Oh, that was a beautiful moment. It was, uh, yeah, it's a good moment in parenting. Yes. I had a similar moment yesterday, but it was separated by 2,000 miles of distance, but it was on either end of a text when Chris, just out of the blue yesterday, said, Dad, I just passed... 2,500 hours of flying in the military. Mm -hmm. And I saw that and the gravity of that hit me. The accomplishment of that hit me. I just, I welled up with tears thinking of, he's been at war for a decade and all, how many of those hours were in enemy territory when he was doing who knows what. But I, uh, I texted him back and I said, son, I am so proud of who you are. Mm. And he came back with his text, and he says, thanks, Dad. Mm. I love you. Mm. Just a special moment. Yes. And, and that was a, just yes. a text. Just a text. And he's 36 years old. You know, I also think for parents listening and go, I would give anything for a moment of celebration like the two of you have just described, like these beautiful, tender moments, but they're not in that season right now. And if that's the case, one thing I'm discovering with one of our children, especially 
we have three, and one of them is they'll never talk about, uh, I don't know many kids that talk about self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Like It was a new term for me almost, Bart, when you brought up this podcast topic. But for younger teens and other children, they don't use that word for sure. But what it tends to look like often is they're angry. Yes. Or mm-hmm. they, they push away, they move against. Yeah. Isolated. Isolated. So it's easy as a parent, I think, sometimes to think, well, when they're ready to talk, yes. I'm here. Or if they're going to say hateful things to me, right. then right. I'm out mm-hmm. you know, for now. But actually what you're experiencing is your child's hatred or, or diminishment of themselves is coming out with the people closest to them. They're letting their guard down and you're getting an interview of their heart which is coming out maybe sounding mean or uh, unkind to you, but it's how they treat themselves, right? So if your child is in a season like that, one thing I found as a parent in the midst of that is the very best thing you can do is be the stable, loving force. Engage with love. Yeah, and not not in a way that allows yourselves to be abused verbally or anything, but, but in a way that just goes, I'm bigger than whatever it is yes. you're going to you're going to say out of a wounded heart or out of self-hatred I'll still be the stable place that you can be yourself and that and that over time you can feel safe enough to where we can navigate through that together because you can see you can see yourself a little bit more truly through how I see you yes and so there's hope for the parents who who maybe you're in a tough season right now and it feels like this relationship, I, you know, I, I'm not seeing the victory or I'm not seeing the breakthrough yet. But it starts with, I think your biggest role is to help them see themselves as they truly are, as God sees them, even when it's a hard journey and they're not affirming what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, friends, this is such a hopeful mm-hmm. category. I hope that you are experiencing the hope that is available with this, that, as you said, Alan, like parenting is just a very vulnerable realm. And all of us have have been through our low moments. And in that space, what a great example of a way to receive the revelation of God's heart for us, to dismantle self-hatred in us, and ultimately, you know, we offer the person we've become. And so the more we diminish the presence of self-hatred in us, the more that we can bring love to our children and to all those close to us, as it says in the Passion Translation, that we love our friends in the same way we love ourselves. And so our hope is to give you an opportunity to become people of love, to be able to love yourself even more so that you may in turn may love others and experience in the deep fruit of peace and well-being in life that's available through dismantling self-hatred. So guys, before we close, I think it would be awesome to say a prayer and just walk through for the listeners. What is it? What does it look like to disentangle and to dismantle self-hatred when we are asking God for that freedom. So, Bart, would you lead us in prayer and sure. we can close out the podcast yes. that way? Yes. So, Jesus, as we come into your presence, 
we ask you expose our hearts. Yes. Just lay them open for you to see. And God, for all of the places of, of shame and of guilt and of bad choices, of sin, all of those places, God. Um, fear. Yes, fear, unbelief, all of the things that feed into self-reproach and self-hatred, Father. Expose those. We yes, give God. those places to you. All of those places that we have a disdain for ourselves, God, bring the light of your gospel into those. And God, allow us, allow us first and foremost to know that there is no sin, there is no action that you cannot forgive and that you cannot love us through. Your love is totally unconditional. And it's the truest thing of your gospel, that you love us for who you made us to be and who we are. And help us to embrace that, to begin to forgive ourselves, to begin to forgive all of the things and all of those actions and words and deeds and addictions and everything that we deeply regret that causes us to dislike ourselves. Father, bring your light and your love, the love of the living God, into our presence and our being to love us where we are in the depths of this self-hatred. And we pray against it, God. We pray against all self-hatred, all self-reproach, and every tentacle it has from the, the shame and the fear and all of the things that have brought us to those depths, Father. We bind those in the authority of Christ and in your name. And God, out of that, we experience your love and begin, as Morgan said, to look in that mirror and begin to love who we see because it's who you made us to be. So, Jesus, come into that for every, every one of us and take us back into our stories where these dark places of self-hatred, of self-reproach might still live and bring your light and your love to them. And we pray that, Jesus, in your name. Amen.